Jason Allen, host of Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of Reclamation Worship. This is the second installment from the second part of J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. Today we're looking at the love of pleasure, and J.C. Ryle will help us to see some of the dangers that present themselves to young men when considering the love of pleasure. So again, we've said this multiple times, but this book is not just for young men. It is applicable to us all. And so moms, I would encourage you to share this book with your daughters. And I would encourage you all, moms and dads, to go to Banner of Truth. I will link to that in my show notes for this episode. And you can find uh, out how you can get a copy of this book from Banner of Truth. Would like to ask also that if you are finding this book helpful in your discipling of your sons or daughters, that you would reach out to me and, and let me know whether on social media, at Instagram or Twitter, uh, or by contacting me through reclamationworship.com. All right, well, let's head on over to the reading. Another danger to young men is the love of pleasure. Youth is the time when our passions are strongest and like unruly children, cry most loudly for indulgence. Youth is the time when we have generally most health and strength. Death seems far away, and to enjoy ourselves in this life seems everything. Youth is the time when most people have few earthly cares or anxieties to take up their attention. And all these things help to make young men think of nothing so much as pleasure. I serve lust and pleasures. That is the true answer many a young man should give if asked, Whose servant are you? Young men, time would fail me if I were to tell you all the fruits this love of pleasure produces and all the ways in which it may do you harm. Why should I speak of reveling, feasting, drinking, gambling, theater-going, dancing, and the like? Few are to be found who do not know something of these things by bitter experience. And these are only instances. All things that give a feeling of excitement for the time, all things that drown thought and keep the mind in a constant whirl, all things that please the senses and gratify the flesh, these are the sort of things that have mighty power at your time of life, and they owe their power to the love of pleasure. Be on your guard. Be not like those of whom Paul speaks, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. 2 Timothy 3.4 Remember what I say, if you would cleave to earthly pleasures, these are the things which murder souls. There is no surer way to get a seared conscience and a hard, impenitent heart than to give way to the desires of the flesh and mind. It seems nothing at first, but it tells in the long run. Consider what Peter says, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, 1 Peter 2.11. They destroy the soul's peace, break down its strength, lead it into hard captivity, and make it a slave. Consider what Paul says. Mortify your members which are upon the earth. Colossians 3.5 They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. Galatians 5.24 I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. 1 Corinthians 9.27 Once the body was a perfect mansion of the soul. Now it is all corrupt and disordered and needs constant watching. It is a burden to the soul, not a help meet, a hindrance, 
not an assistance. It may become a useful servant, but it is always a bad master. Consider again the words of Paul. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, to fulfill the lusts thereof. Romans thirteen fourteen. These, says Leighton, are the words, the very reading of which so wrought with Augustine, that from a licentious young man he turned a faithful servant of Jesus Christ. Young men, I wish this might be the case with all of you. Remember again, if you will cleave to earthly pleasures, they are all unsatisfying, empty, and vain. Like the locust of the vision in Revelation, they seem to have crowns on their heads. But like the same locust, you will find they have stings, real stings, in their tails. All is not gold that glitters. All is not good that tastes sweet. All is not real pleasure that pleases for a time. Go and take your fill of earthly pleasures if you will. You will never find your heart satisfied with them. There will always be a voice within crying, like the horse leech in the Proverbs, Give, give, Proverbs thirty fifteen. There is an empty place there which nothing but God can fill. You will find, as Solomon did by experience, that earthly pleasures are but a vain show. Vanity and vexation of spirit, whited sepulchres, fair to look at without, full of ashes and corruption within. Better be wise in time, better write poison on all earthly pleasures. The most lawful of them must be used with moderation. All of them are soul-destroying if you give them your heart. And here I will not shrink from warning all young men to remember the seventh commandment, Exodus 20.14, to beware of adultery and fornication, of all impurity of every kind. I fear there is often a want of plain speaking on this part of God's law. But when I see how prophets and apostles have dealt with this subject, when I observe the open way in which the reformers of our own church denounce it, when I see the number of young men who walk in the footsteps of Reuben and Hophni and Phinehas and Amnon, I, for one, cannot, with a good conscience, hold my peace. I doubt whether the world is any better for the excessive silence which prevails upon this commandment. For my own part, I feel it would be false and unscriptural delicacy in addressing young men not to speak of that which is preeminently the young man's sin. The breach of the seventh commandment is the sin above all others that, as Hosea says, takes away the heart. Hosea 4.11 It is the sin that leaves deeper scars upon the soul than any sin that a man can commit. It is a sin that slays its thousands in every age and has overthrown not a few of the saints of God in time past. Lot and Samson and David are fearful proofs. It is the sin that man dares to smile at and smooths over under the names of gaiety, unsteadiness, wildness, and irregularity. But it is the sin that the devil peculiarly rejoices over, for he is the unclean spirit. And it is the sin that God peculiarly abhors and declares he will judge. Hebrews 13.4 Young men, flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 6.18 if you love life, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Ephesians 5 6. 
Flee the occasions of it, the company of those who might draw you into it, the places where you might be tempted to it. Read what our Lord says about it in Matthew 5.28. Be like holy Job. Make a covenant with your eyes. Job 31.1. Flee talking of it. It is one of the things that ought not so much as to be named. You cannot handle pitch and not be defiled. Flee the thoughts of it. Resist them. Mortify them. Pray against them. Make any sacrifice rather than give way. Imagination is the hotbed where this sin is too often hatched. Guard your thoughts, and there is little fear about your deeds. Consider the caution I have been giving. If you forget all else, do not let this be forgotten. This concludes another reading from J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Reclamation Worship. Please visit us on iTunes, and while you're there, leave a rating and a review and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. That helps us to be discovered by others, and I would greatly appreciate you taking a minute to do that. We are on Twitter, at ReclamationHQ. We're on Instagram, at Reclamation Worship, and on Facebook, at Reclamation Worship. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.